What's up, guys? Welcome back to another episode of Quarter Kings. You're with your host, Austin Chang. And with me every week, Ryan Hugh. How you going, bro? I'm good, bro. Late night episode. Late, late night, late night. It, it's day 50. It's, it's kind of hard. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, definitely not late, but it is where it is. Yo, how you been? Good, good. All-star weekend. Pretty decent to watch that with the boys, finally. That was fun. That was hella fun. How'd you like it? I think everything was okay. Uh, I liked the skills challenge. I thought that was pretty fun. With Scotty doing that. Yeah, Scotty's just not dribbling. Also, <laughs> just not being able to dribble. And messing it up. <laughs> what a way to represent us, huh, Scotty? <laughs> and then uh, Sabrina versus Seth. Yeah, that, that was the big one. That was big. You know, Sabrina scored just as much as the other... <laughs> the finalists. Yeah, she was crazy. She went crazy. Not crazy enough. I have fifty dollars on her, bro. Fifty bucks down the drain, but it is what it it's is. It's it's okay, man. You you showed your support. That's what matters. Mm-hmm. And Steph twenty nine undisputed three point king still. Yeah, for sure. And then what Dame? Didn't Dame win like another trophy or something? Yeah, he went back to back. Okay, three yeah. point contest and, and he won MVP, all. Right? Like he stole that shit from Halliburton. Like let's be Halliburton honest, Halliburton was going off. He should have won that. In his hometown, like, it should have been him. I think if they gave Westbrook that MVP back in 2018 or 2017. 2016. In Toronto. No, I'm talking about the MVP. Oh, okay, yeah. Like, if they gave him the pity MVP, then, like, you got to give Halliburton the pity all-star MVP. He played good. He didn't play like shit either. Like, what? He made, what, five threes in the first two minutes or something like that. Yeah, he was going off. He was going off. Yeah, that's crazy. They just robbed his ass in Indiana, like, for no reason. (laughs) I think Dame was trying to prove why he was an all-star starter. We all know he's still mid, though. Like, <laughs> he's going to finish the season shooting like shit. Like, we're not moved by this, Dame. Like, we, we as a collective are not moved by this performance. What if he just pops off for the rest of the season? I don't care, man. I, I swear <laughs> everyone just hates Dame now. I don't know why. Like, Ever since he moved from Portland to Milwaukee? Yeah, yeah just, man's been on the A-train. Yeah. He used to be most loved to least loved. But anyways, talking about Damon Milwaukee, Doc Rivers had some comments recently that <laughs> kind of stirred the pot for, for Milwaukee fans. Um, what you know what he said, Ryan? He said something like we're shit or something like that. He basically said, I don't know why the Bucks organization chose me. That's what he said on, on um, I think it was Sirius XM or something. Why would like why would Doc say that as a coach? Like I think Milwaukee's already paying two other head coaches. I think, he's, yeah. I think he's just trying to get the check and dip, get someone else the job. So you're saying he doesn't give a shit about Milwaukee? He does not give a shit about Milwaukee. I feel really bad. I mean, actually, no. I don't. I, I feel really bad for, like, not Giannis, but, like, everyone else. Like, I feel bad for Dame. I feel bad for, like, who else is, like, old on that roster? I don't Middleton. even know. Middleton. No, that's an old-ass roster. You can't even lie. Yeah, it's a bad <laughs> roster. Like, all these guys are just playing basketball, wanting to win. Giannis is just hand-picking coaches. Handpicking players. He he thinks he's LeBron and he's just doing shit, bro. Like your coach right now, like this head coach they have on this on the roster is saying, I don't know why they chose me. <laughs> wow, bro, what a way to should they have fired Mike, Coach Bud? <sighs> Man, because we talked about that a while ago, like, a long time ago, like yeah. almost a year ago. And I feel like looking back in hindsight, they probably shouldn't have fired him. It's easy to say now. In hindsight, yeah. Yeah, like, it's easy to say now. But, man, back then, it really did feel like they needed a change, especially the way they lost that series against Miami. Mm-hmm. It was bad, like, and it wasn't anything to do with the players. It was, like, strictly coaching, I felt like. 
it's like they had to let him go almost like it sucked but like i think it was still the right decision mm-hmm. but for them to go to adrian griffin probably wasn't the right choice i mean you went from an established veteran of an nba champion head coach yeah to a rookie head coach for a team that wants to win now exactly like, that's not a smart move makes no sense and i mean the only time it worked out was nick nurse yeah and even that he was still in the organization I'm yeah sure. whereas milwaukee took griffin from the raptors exactly like, it would make more sense if they had someone that they knew the players trusted this and that like who, who've already worked with the players but there's been no correlation with Rick Griffin. I think Dame, not Dame, Giannis just liked him. That was like the whole thing. So maybe it's Milwaukee just like reaping what they sowed because yeah. they kind of deserve this. But for Doc to say that is like really not promising <laughs> at all. Like at all. Well, Doc's been in the league for many years. Really, he can just say whatever he wants and he'll get away with it. Yeah, pretty much. I mean, he's he, been a shit coach for like he's been years. a shit coach for for almost two decades, and yet he still keeps getting head head coach position for for that one championship he won. He's he's literally just riding on that one chip. He has the most blown three one leads in league history. Yeah, he does, and I think they've already blown like three twenty point leads so far. Like, yeah, I'm not surprised though. Me neither, man. Me neither. I mean, Coach Doc's gonna coach Doc. Dame time can only do so much. You know what I'm saying? Like. So far, it's been lame time in Milwaukee. Yeah, like, sure. okay, yeah really, lame really time. Much. Another comment that I wanted to speak on, JJ Redick on his podcast, he did go in on Doc Rivers, mm-hmm. where he did say, he like... He blasted him, He right? blasted him, pretty much. And Pat Bev's, like, kind of clapped back, but we know that. Like, JJ Redick's right. Like, like Doc Rivers has been a pretty lackluster coach, and it's going to keep being like that for the rest of the season, I think, too. At least, if the season doesn't work out... Milwaukee has a chance to find another head coach. Oh, my God. No, please, no. Who are they going to hire? Jacques Vaughn? I mean, he did just get let go by Brooklyn. <laughs> no, don't hire him. Don't hire him. <laughs> I mean, they're, on the coaching market, it's so thin right now. Last season, it kind of felt great because a lot of head coaches were being let go. Like, the Quinn Snyder. Um, who else got let go? Got Nick picked Nurse. Up. Nick Nurse got let go. Philly. Uh, Emil Dogo went to Houston. Uh, we picked up Darko. Toronto yeah. picked up Darko. This is a lot of movement for yeah. Well, like a lot of a lot of movement, especially for Udoka and I'm so bad with names. Who was the first name that I said? Udoka Mike, and Mike, but Quinn Snyder. Like Snyder was for high pro, high profile coaches. That was like the time to go and get a coach. Yeah. Like I think now they kind of like fell behind on that train. Yeah, definitely. So it is. Anyways, JJ Redick. He said about that. He also talked about the start times. For NBA games, so a game starting at like eight o'clock would start at like eight eight twelve or eight thirteen. Mm-hmm. It's kind of like doing the the people an injustice. Like they're watching and the games aren't even starting at the start time, like many other sports. Like, how do you feel about that? It pisses me off just a little bit. Like, I understand like the organization aspect needs to be better and everything, but half the time that I'm like watching a game or just at an event nothing runs smoothly as you would think right because refs need to go over rules like really quickly they need to talk to the coaches players need to get into the rhythm and everything right the anthem might take a little while longer so i get it but you've got kids in the audience you've got older people in the audience they need to hit their bedtimes yeah exactly <laughs> and then there's me like fam i I don't give a shit, but, like, if I'm dedicating, like, X amount of time to watch a game or, like, devote my time to, like, 
stay focused on the game. I can I cannot just be like, bro, it's been ten minutes, start already. Yeah, I'm I guess you're right about that. Yeah. Uh, I think the the worst one was the All Star game, especially in past years too. It's Not just the, even the All Star events. They said it would start at eight o'clock, and I think all of us gathered at Greg's place for eight p.m. Yeah. Shit started at 40, bro. That's exactly what I'm talking about. Like, that is like unacceptable. The pizza was cold by then. The mac and cheese no, no, was no. cold by the then. The pizza was done by then. Yeah, <laughs> but there was one slice left because I know I took it even the game hasn't even started yet. Oh, so the last slice was cold. Yeah, the last slice was cold. That's still a shame, man. Like, it should not be cold. Like, eight o'clock, we were there. No, that's exactly what I'm my point. Like, yeah. imagine you're just living by yourself at home. You got your Bell 5 TV. You turn on the TV, time to watch Warriors and. I don't know, Lakers. Yeah. And you're ready. I got my pizza ready. And you just sit down and you're waiting for the game to start. Shit goes by. Fergie sings the national anthem. Another two commercials go by. <laughs> and then you watch the TNT crew again. And it's now it's 850. And now the game tips Now on. the game's about to tip off. And the pizza's cold now. Damn, man. I'm not, I'm not I don't stand for this. <laughs> <laughs> Do not stand for this. I don't want to microwave my pizza. That's what I'm saying. Like, I bought it for eight o'clock. Like the Super Bowl just happened. I, I think that's an even bigger event, obviously. Yeah. That shit started pretty much on the dot. Like it just started, bro. It just started at like six thirty. So I mean, if the NBA can't get this right, like next year, um, they have to really fix things because this year was one of their highest um, viewerships. Oh, really? It went up like a decent amount, and it's because they promised so much things. Like the game's gonna be good. Like players will be competitive. All this and that, and. After this showing, it's like they need to do something you, or else. It's, you, you let us down, man. Like no one's gonna go to the All Star game. It'll be like the NHL All Star game. Like no one will <laughs> want to go to that shit, even though the stars are there. Speaking on that, how did you find it, the All Star game this year? No, ter- terrible. I, I I didn't watch it. I watched the first ten minutes of it, <laughs> and I went back to my workout. <laughs> Later, like it was it was bad. I mean, I I did have the full game on for the whole time. But I was not watching it. Like, it was there. I would look back. I'm like, oh, shit, Matt Carroll's in the game. Look back at what I'm doing. Oh, damn, Scotty just hit two threes. Like, I was not watching it. Like, if I watched it for more than, like, 30 seconds, it was just dog shit. Like, I, I was watching it live when Luca threw up that full court shot for the two for one. Like, bro. There was a one point where they weren't even playing basketball. They were playing catch. Luka and Jokic, they're just throwing it to each other. Yeah, it's like no defense is being played. Like, come on, it's a joke. I saw a comment that spoke on something where I found it interesting. They said that the blocks and steals should be like incentives almost. Like, there should be a. That's interesting. Yeah, right? Like, uh, the winning team should get uh, like a bonus or something. I still think it should be winning conference gets home court five. Home court advantage for the finals. I've seen that one too, but like the main argument is obviously why would the lottery teams give a shit? Well, like the lottery teams most likely won't even have all stars in in there. That's one to thing, begin yeah. with, right? So and also like let's say like this year, uh, like Randall's injured, like and he's not able to play. Like I feel like for me it would suck. Like he would kind of like have to be like kind of forced to play because that's like a really a really big thing. For like his conference, like because the Knicks probably think that they can reach the finals. Like yep. they do have a really good roster. If Randall's not playing, it's like. But at least they have compete. another representative. Well, let's say like there was no Brunson, like a team that has one also, like even Ben Carroll, like he got injured. But that isn't that even more of an incentive for the rest of the team to win. Like now that they know that the Eastern Conference 
has a shot to make to get home court advantage to get four games at home. Like, yeah, the whole the whole team, the whole roster is gonna be like, all right, let's push for it. That's true. That's true. I guess individually it would suck. Like if you can't play, like you you won't be forced to play, but that might risk injury. But for sure, like if, with it being this boring, I think that that's something that they should look into. I like the blocks and steals thing though, because there's just no defense in the games. I think they should do both. Like I think that would really be nice. Yeah. Wait, this guy's going backwards on the roundabout. Oh fuck! I'm sorry, I had to point it out. <laughs> no, no. Also, we're we're in a different location today. Um, what no, are we're we? not. What are you talking about? Same room, just different area. <laughs> different painting. Different painting. Yeah. <laughs> no, I saw it. No. But what were you saying? <laughs> that was so random. Um, yeah, the All Star game definitely needs to be more competitive. Adam Silver, I know, is pissed off because he was promising everybody it was going to be a good game. It'll be a different All Star game. Like players will be competitive. If you think about it as well, though, like this is this game doesn't mean anything, right? A lot of players want yeah. to conserve their body; they don't want to go too hard at it. So I get it why they're not playing defense. Yeah, obviously. I, but like f- from a fan's perspective, it sucked. Yeah, we don't want to tune into this shit. Exactly. Like we just don't want to. I mean, if I were to able to attend an All Star game live, fuck, I'd love that. Yeah. But, like on TV, nah, uh, I got better shit to do. Exactly. Anyway, moving on. Recently, the Warriors have had some ties to LeBron James in terms of a trade. Obviously, the trade deadline passed, it didn't materialize. But what did you think about the Warriors and even the Sixers going after LeBron? Well, first, the Sixers, that was kind of funny. (laughs) Daryl Morey picked up on the phone, yo, LeBron available. Nah, wait, is Embiid available? (laughs) Nah, fuck that. (laughs) Hangs that bitch up, exactly. That's that's what happened, word for word, actually. Yeah, word for word. (laughs) Pretty much. I was in that room. Yeah, hearing Jalen Morey get cooked like that, whew, I mean that he deserved it. Fuck Jalen Morey. Um, <laughs> from the, the Warriors, the Warriors' perspective, I thought it would have been a really cool addition. Yeah, struggling Warriors. What they're twelfth, eleventh, right? Actually, they, they've been so far they've decent. been good. They've been decent. Ever since Draymond came back, they've yeah. been good. And then uh, the Lakers, I think ninth right now. Yeah, yeah. So both teams right now, kind of mid still, but have improved since the. Uh, the trade deadline yeah which is also surprising that none of them made a move <laughs> considering where they were well, actually one of the main move one of the main move Corey joseph to the pacers that's nothing bro just saying you got a second round pick. it did happen <laughs> it did happen not five second round picks but still oh, yeah it's a second round it's pick. still there still anyways i think lebron on the warriors would have been first of all hella funny <laughs> ironically funny you spent a good five years of your life trying to take down that team mm. and now you you're joining forces with the man who killed you like three out of four times. His legacy would be done. Like yeah. there would be no legacy if he did that. But I could have understand from uh, Bob Myers' perspective, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So it's like, yeah, you're trying to push. You're trying to make sure Steph Curry is. Wait, winning. Bob Myers is not there. Lakeups, oh, Joe Lakeups, yeah, right? Good. Sorry, <laughs> I'm stuck in the. Uh, they the, both kind of like same guy. Yeah, same. they look the same. They really do. Yeah. Shit, maybe that was racist, but. Not racist. Right. They really do just look the same. <laughs> but uh, LeBron and Steph, you don't want their windows to close at their age. Is what Steph's thirty five, LeBron's thirty nine. Yeah, yeah. You don't want them to spend the last few years of their league not being competitive. Mm-hmm. So why not pair the two goats of our generation together? Yeah, that that's a good argument. Obviously, I think the Lakers went to LeBron and were like, "Would you be down with this?" And before he could finish a sentence, LeBron said, "Fuck no," because. This would make sense if LeBron was like 45 and Curry was like 40 when they're on their last legs. <laughs> but they're both still, I, I would say, top in 10 players. Prime. They're both still in their prime. Yeah, they're both like top 10 players, like 
for sure. LeBron might still be like one of the best players in the playoffs. We need a we need a player ranking soon. Like, oh, I'm down for that because uh, like, I say I say LeBron's like top seven, top eight. Top seven, seven. You know what? Okay, what's our okay before like let's just foreshadow this. Yeah. I want to know like what's your one name that's like super surprising in your top five or top ten? SJ. SJ, where is he? Number two. Number two. Number two. Okay, that's a good one for me. I'm just gonna say I have Booker top five. I'll say that. Which that's, is that's not crazy, but it is. <laughs> it's crazy, but it's not. It is know? nuts because SGA at least he's in the MVP conversation. Yeah. Like he just got number one recently. Oh, did he? He just took the number one spot. So he's the best point guard in the league, best player in the league. Which you can make an argument for sure. Like Booker, there's never really been an argument. There's never really been well, that he's case. Never, he's always been a dark horse MVP. Never exactly. I can. I'll stick with top ten. I don't know if I can stay stuck top five yet. I respect that. Yeah. Some people just say fuck Devin Booker. Don't put him top ten because he's hated a lot. He is hated a lot, but I like his game. Yeah. So that that's, that's it. We'll, we'll talk about this some other yeah. time. Uh, other than that, one more thing: Isaiah Stewart and Drew Eubanks. <laughs> a little bit of an altercation going on, which is it's more than like an encore one because this happened in the tunnel. Uh, I forgot what happened exactly. I, what it was like um, after the game or something. I think it was after the game. Stewart. Um, and Eubanks had like a, like a Stewart, they, they got into each other's faces. Clocked Eubanks. We don't know the full story, which is why I don't want to say what I'm saying. Like, I think who knows what Eubanks did, who knows what Stewart did, but we That's all know fair. that Stewart. In the Stewart, back of his head in the end, was the one who kind of got punished. I guess I could say he yeah. did get arrested for it. I think he kind of is living up to his nickname Beef Stew uh, <laughs> a bit too well, though. I mean, he's got some anger issues, though, for sure. Draymond versus Stewart. Who are you taking? Oh, Stewart, bro. Because Draymond, like, he attacks you, like, when you don't know it. Stewart attacks you when you do know it. Like, <laughs> when you know there's beef going on, then Stewart will, will fight you. So, so, so if Stewart. you were to, if we could do a snake draft of the best MMA. In the NBA? In the NBA. Okay, let, okay let's do, like, a, starting from number two. Like, you know how Jokic is always number one in fantasy? Yeah. Like, James Johnson will forever be number one. No, he has to be number one. And then number two is, like, anyone else. So let's say Jokic, he's the he's the ref. Who's the ref? Jokic is the ref. Wait, why? I want to pick him. Oh, you want to pick him? I might pick him number one. Like but James Johnson's the ref. Yeah, James Johnson's like the god. You know, yeah. He's the one overseeing everything. Yeah. All right. So with the first pick, we'll, first we'll pick? snake draft it. Damn, man, this is hard. Like, uh, like who's like a dog dog? Man, see, like all these guys, I think that they could like. They they could fight, but when you see him throw a punch, they're just shit. <laughs> I, yeah, no, I'm not Ibaka. Like Ibaka, he looks strong as shit, but like when you see him throw oh, he, a punch, he like, I, I think I might take Jokic number one, man. Okay, I'll be number one, I have well, to. Big body, right? Big body, him. and he's kind of a gangster. Like okay, yeah. Him so. and his brothers are like kind of dogs, so I think right. like you don't want to see Jokic mad. So, so I'm gonna try and put this like position too, you know, like square off each other. Oh my god, I'm gonna, I'm gonna try that. I'm I bet. That. All right, all right. For my for my forward for my. For my four, I might take Markeith Morris. Damn. Markeith Morris. Why Markeith Morris? I don't know. Markeith just looks more aggressive than Marcus. He's kind of soft, though, aren't they? Like, they're both... Really? All right, that's her pick, though. That's, that, that's, pick. A, that's my pick. It's a sleeper pick. All right, so you got your power four. I got my center. Yeah. Hmm. Who do I know can fight? Uh, you know, I'll just take Isaiah Stewart. Like, he, oh, he actually likes to fight, so I'll take him. All right, I'll take Draymond. Okay, okay, okay. Mid, mid, mid. Oh, damn. Yo, Draymond's like a fake bully, obviously. <laughs> uh, so I got my three and my four. Yeah, I got my four and my five. Interesting. We should have thought about this beforehand. I know. It's like on the spot. 
I'll take Westbrook. I think he could probably fight. You think he's a dog? I, I think he'd be down to fight. I want someone tough. Someone, a dog. Oh, yeah. Can I take Boogie? Is he still there? Yeah, you can take Boogie. I'll take Boogie. All right, Boogie, Boogie. I'll take Baller. Oh, that's a good pick. He's a gangster. He's a gangster. Fat Bev. Fat Bev. Oh, I should have picked this from the start, bro. Miles Bridges. Oh, <laughs> I lost. Come on now. I sold. I sold. He has no boundaries, bro. <laughs> he will hit anybody at any place. <laughs> so I'll just take the easy pick there, man. Oh, damn. I sold this. <laughs> I sold this. <laughs> Is there any other... I'm not gonna say it. Like, I'll just sub in James Johnson. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Yeah. You're, you're gonna sub him in. Why do you get to sub him in? What if I you, want him you, too? You got the better team. God damn, bro. Yeah, I got the guy with no boundaries. I got the guys that just have no boundaries, man. Like, yeah. Miles Bridges, Isaiah Stewart is a masterpiece right there. That is amazing. I would have taken Steven Adams, but you know. He's too nice. Isn't he's he? too nice, but he's the strongest guy out there. True. In the league, he's probably the strongest guy. Yeah. So, yeah, that's fair enough. Even with a broken leg. Even with the book, because like all the strength is up here, you know, like him lifting up. Who was the deal I, I, in Chicago? You know what I'm talking about. Yeah, who was? I don't know who it was. That you was know hilarious. What I'm about yeah, that, yeah, that was hilarious. And then um, I think it was a Marquis. No, it was Willie Cauley Stein. Tried to push him and just push himself <laughs> backwards. Push himself away. Oh my god. So yeah, Stephen Adams, go to pick. Anyways, that's all the news that we got so far. Actually, one more thing I want to uh, speak on. You brought it up, but we didn't get to really talk about it. Sabrina versus Steph. Kind of like a new direction the All Star Game is going. Every year, I think they're gonna have it. I actually love that though. I think next year they should maybe include more players, like different WNBA players. Maybe Kate Clark. She's like a big name that people have been talking about. Uh, my thing for like this is my pitch now to Adam Silver. All right, Adam Silver. If you're trying to put the WNBA on the map, why not invite more like more WNBA players just to the game period to participate in these events? Thing is, it's tough, like, because I understand the, the entertainment aspect. Not maybe not a lot of people will like it and everything. Uh huh. But if you have these like these like just scale purely skill based competitions with the WNBA mm-hmm. to match up against like like who's a good passer in the WNBA? Shit, I don't know. You pass. You you pair him with Chris Paul. Ah, uh, I okay. Yeah. Wait, that is really really good. I you, like that. You had Steph and you had Sabrina. Uh huh. I wouldn't do anything about blocks, but like at AD and someone would be pretty nasty. I don't yeah, know. like Brittany Griner, Katie and Brittany Griner make it be a team. Like <laughs> that's interesting. Or a twos. Yeah, a two v two. You know, a two v two. A, a NBA player and a WNBA player versus matching up. Yeah, and you do tournament like that. Tennis does that with like um, mixed doubles. Yeah. So they, yeah, I think NBA could they can definitely implement WNBA. I feel like a they could more. like experiment around with that. Like you pair the all stars from both leagues yeah. together. And like the winner, I don't know, donates to charity or something like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, that'd be amazing. I think that's my pitch right now. That's great. Like, I would love to see like Jackie Young and De'Aaron Fox on a team together. That'd be that's nice. And for the skills challenge, like that'd be perfect. That's the oh perfect my, place to try. That is a perfect place to try because you can have a team just like WNBAers. Yeah. And then you can have your first picks and tennis left hand. Yeah. Oh my god, that's great. And then you can just have your your hometown team. Yeah. I think that's, I mean, obviously every year they're they're changing it. They're adding new stuff. Like the skills challenge, like it's I'm, on the most change. Yeah, and I think it's it's the might be, if not the most entertaining one, other than the three point one. Like I think it's a tie because the skills challenge they keep changing it. Like the bigs versus smalls was honestly my favorite one. 
big it was like 2016 for a few years like yeah i love that it was like what sabonis won one year i think i'm not Cat sure one jason yeah. tatum won yeah the tatum one he shot from half court I that think. was like, crazy so then be as much as the dunk contest has been pretty bad all-star game is pretty bad they do do things right in other regards like with the sabrina stuff thing skills challenge so i i, I applaud the nba for actually trying to change stuff but that is definitely a good shot for that adam silver heard it here first that yeah he knows what he's talking about. <laughs> Anyways, now we should move on to the trade deadline, which happened actually a long ass time ago. But we are we're kind of we're kind of slow on it. We are we're we're a little it. slow on it. We had Greg over. We talked about snubs, you know. Yeah, and that was fun. I love that. That was that, great, was, yeah. that was such a good time. But today we're just going to revisit the trade deadline because that happened like two days after Greg came on. Yeah, and also we we've seen these players play a few games on, on their new team. So, so now it's a good time to see what grade to properly give them. So for today, I'm just going to name out some of the bigger trades. Okay. I don't want to go over uh, like Corey Joseph. Corey Joseph to the Pacers who got waived Come on, immediately man. after. Come on, man. So you, I'm, I'm gonna rate that second round pick of A plus because it's going to yeah. become the next Jokic. Next Jokic, like that. <laughs> Same for me. So let's start off with the Detroit Pistons. Pistons. Because they did a lot of moves this past deadline. They have. Yeah. And one of the more underrated moves, in my opinion. Them getting Simone Fontecchio. Thank you, man. Thank you, man. I, I was going to bring that one up myself. Yeah. Fontecchio, I've always said, just before like, you start your school. Yeah, of course, of course. He is one of my favorite players in the league. He's just a hard worker, can shoot the ball, is not afraid to shoot the ball. And he's, he's a big body. Like He's just a smart player, can pass. Like I'm glad the Pistons got him, especially because they're a team that they know they do not want to rebuild. They want to keep competing. And Fontecchio is he's like the perfect guy. To pair alongside at the four or the three when you have Duran, can shoot, plays hard defense, good passer. I think he's perfect for the Pistons. I think he's also, not that he's perfect in a sense, but he's also just, okay, first of all, he's not on their timeline. He's a little older. Yeah, he's like 28, I think. Yeah. But he's a good building block to, to work around first. And then if you get lucky, you can acquire another young talent, rising talent. He's mm-hmm. a good piece to ship out. For sure, for sure. I mean, and is he making a lot of money? No, he's like, I think he's on like a, a near rookie deal because he just came from Europe, man. <laughs> yeah, that's true. <laughs> they don't really give a shit about the contracts they give these guys. Mm-hmm. But I thought it was a good pairing. Um, they did have Daniel Gallinari when they traded for him, but he got Mid. waived. Yeah, Gallinari can't hold up the fun tech here. <laughs> but like, that would have been fun. Like a, a two Italian duel. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, Yeah, that would have been pretty sick. <laughs> the Mario Brothers. Like, oh my God. That's actually sick. <laughs> Who would be Mario? Delphi Gallinari, I think. Nah, Fontecchio gives because he has a long face. How about Mario's shorter? Gallinari's, I mean, they're Gallinari's like, taller. They're like this, you know? Like, <laughs> Fontecchio has that long ass face. Like, I think he got the Luigi so, face. So he gives Luigi vibes. I think so. Okay. He's like, kind of goofy, you know? Like, Gallinari's kind of a serious ass dude. Huh? Sure. You don't oh. think so? Nah. I think he's a goofy dude, too. <laughs> <laughs> nah, it's Waluigi and Wario. Oh, hell no, bro. None of them are fat. <laughs> and the Jazz get Kevin Knox. Yeah, and a second-round pick, obviously. Yeah, it's a second-round pick. And, yeah, for the Jazz to... I think the Jazz kind of lost his deal, though. Like, I think Fontecchio could have had more value in a year. Like, he is 28, but I think he still had more to prove. Like, it, was a, it was a cheap contract. Yeah. He, he would have helped a contender instantly, in exactly, my opinion. Yeah. So, yes, Detroit's not a contender. They got him for cheap. I'm not complaining, but for the Jazz, they definitely lost out because they could have gotten maybe another like decent young role player. That or even just more seconds. 
They could have, I think, five second round picks. <laughs> yeah, I think they could have gone like like two or three seconds. For Probably, him. but Kevin Knox, I mean, he showed flashes in, in his rookie year. He probably won't do shit on the Jazz. He's probably going to get waived next offseason, in my opinion. Yeah, unfortunately, because he, he was in more, like you said. So, yeah, just a, a low-key deal, but we both think that the Pistons kind of did well there. I, I'm giving the Pistons a, a, an A, I think. I think it's just so cheap of a price to yeah. get him and um, the Jazz and give a C. Yeah, I might give the Jazz like a D plus. Like, <laughs> come on, two more seconds he could have got there. Gotta do it, bro. Boston. Boston. Acquires Xavier Tillman mm-hmm. for Lamar Stevens and two seconds. Yeah, for the Grizzlies to give up on Tillman. I mean, Tillman's what, 29? Or something like that? I mean, he looks 35. But. Yeah, he does look 35. <laughs> I thought he was like 22, but he is somewhere in, in, the, in his prime right now. And it's a sneaky pick for the Celtics for sure. I think it was a great pickup. They gave up basically nothing. Yeah. To get a solid, another solid big off their bench. Yeah, especially when Horford gets hurt or when he has to rest, you can you don't have to rely on KP Tinga's fingers. Not not KP. Um, I forgot his name, man. A tall ass dude. Oh my god, I'm so bad with names. Luke Cornett. Okay, I was like Taco Fall. No. no, Luke Cornett. Like you don't have to rely on Luke Cornett, who's. Yes, he's big, but he's not really as skilled as you would want at the center position. I think Tillman does have some good qualities. Can post up. He is very strong, decent rebounder. I mean, I think it's really good for the Celtics there. I'd say, like, for the Memphis side, they got their two second-round picks. They're not competing anytime soon this season. Yeah. So I don't blame them for wanting to move on from Tillman. Yeah. And plus, Jaron Jackson Jr., is like, he's, he's been amazing. Like, give him more touches. And yeah. who else? Like, Santi Aldama? Aldama? No, they have Brian Clark still on their roster. Clark's still on the roster. He's like, right? I guess he's their new backup center at yeah. this point. So, not mad. Just, I think for for the Celtics, they they kind of fleeced. Yeah, I think it's an A minus for them. I, I'd give it an A for Memphis. Maybe a C as well. A C. Yeah, I guess so. Like two second round picks. Yeah, it's about his value. It's whatever, right? Yeah, that's his value. So it makes sense. Yeah. Uh, the Timberwolves get Monte Morris, the Pistons get Shake Milton and Troy Brown Jr. Plus a second. Yeah, I didn't have them one on my list. Okay, but I think Monte Morris. Uh, it went to Minnesota, right? So he's like that's kind of what Minnesota was going after from the start. They needed a backup point guard or just a starting point guard for the future. Tyus Jones was their main target, is what I heard. Well, they did just lock in Mike Conley. To a two-year, two-year, twenty-two yeah. million dollar deal, which yeah. is very reasonable for good backup money for Mike Conley. Exactly. Like that's his backup point guard money. So I, I guess they're hoping that Monte Morris can kind of jump up to maybe being the starter of the future. Hey, I'm fine with Monte Morris coming off the bench. I don't care. He's just such a good, solid presence top of your team. Yeah, for sure. He can shoot the ball, pass the ball, decent defender. He's a little undersized, but I mean, he does what he does what he has to do. And you know what's funny? Right. This trade package that they have is almost near identical to the one I had for Alex Caruso. And really? It's near identical. So you th- wow. So you thought Caruso was worth uh, Monte Morris, huh? At the Dang. time. At the time, yeah. <laughs> but they did get us. They did get the backup point of guard. I wanted them to get. Oh, really? So, at the end of the day, it's a win for the Timberwolves. That's an A deal. Uh-huh. Because Monte Morris wasn't doing anything on Detroit, and like he wasn't going to get anywhere from there. Yeah, and now he's instantly thrown onto a contender for sure. And for the Pistons, getting a second round pick, you get I mean, what you can get. I mean, they've been doing that for the last like five years. <laughs> yeah, I mean, they're probably going to move those second round picks for someone else. I'm giving this a B. I think Shake Milton's decent. He's not going to give you much value, 
But Troy Brown Jr., I think he could shape up to be like a decent. Like, yeah, I think piece. he definitely saw his value. Decent bench piece in the future. So. Yeah, his time in the Lakers, his time on the Pistons, I have both of them pretty decent in the past. So I don't see why. Or I mean, the Wizards mm-hmm. and the Pistons. I mean, he is a he is a Piston now. So. Yeah, yeah, but yeah, when when he was on the Wizards and when he was on the Lakers, I thought he was great. You know, like I I saw flashes of what he could be. Did his role well. Like, could yeah. contribute when needed. So I think both sides, it's kind of a win-win deal in my opinion because the Pistons can just work on rebuilding some of uh, Troy Brown's value and they get a second-round pick on top of it. Works for me. That's a B deal for me. I'm fine with it. Yeah. It's just nothing outstanding. Yeah, exactly. Uh, Raptors. <laughs> Kelly Olenek. Ocek Baji. Yeah, just a mid-deal. Adam Porter Jr. Kerry Lewis and a fucking first-round pick. Yeah, that's the killer right there. I mean, I'll take a flyer on Baji, even though I don't think he's the greatest. But to give up a first round pick for a Linux, it's like, what are you doing, man? Yeah, like you, you're already rebuilding. The Raptors just don't want to accept it. It feels like. I also think this is just coming from my personal opinion. Now I've noticed that Masai likes to take chances on like, yeah, like actual players instead of draft picks. <laughs> yeah. These yeah. past few years, he's been giving away free draft picks to San Antonio. That like ass. every other year, I see him. That oh, ass. Thaddeus Young is gone. Oh, uh, Goran Dragic is gone. Oh, Kawhi Leonard is here. Yeah. Fucking. Wow. <laughs> yeah, I, is yeah here. I want Purtle, bro. Let me give you a first for that. You give you two firsts for that. You give two firsts. I don't I have no idea. He, yeah, like, probably, he probably did. Whatever. Probably did, man. Under the table. But looking back on it, I don't think it's a terrible, terrible deal just because, like, I think Ogbaji can actually become a decently, a decent bench piece for us, like a six man type role. You think so? I think so. You see that in Ogbaji? I see that. Okay, all right. I, I gotta have faith in You're the believer. Raptors. I gotta have faith in the Raptors. Damn. But for like, I just loves giving away first round picks for no real reason, aside from the fact that he just doesn't believe that they'll turn on into anything. Yeah. And I think for me, what what kind of sucks the most is that I think Masai really, like, that's your viewpoint on it. I think my view is more like he wants to trade for these guys to see if they can rebuild their value. And trade him in the future, but for me, it's like Olenek's value will never be as high as it was last year or even this year. Like he's never going to get to that point again. And Ekbaji is someone that the Jazz have already get, given up on, on a roster where they have no players. It's like it's not the most promising deal to give up a first round pick for. I think it's just stupid to <laughs> an, a certain extent uh-huh. to give up. A first for an expiring deal. Because Olympic, yeah, yeah, exactly. And the Raptors are what twelve, thirteen. Like yeah. it's not, it's not worth it unless you're planning to sign into an extension later on. I don't, see, I don't know what you're cooking up, but yeah, I could be wrong. Maybe in two months I'll look back like, yo, this guy was a fucking genius. <laughs> but for a pick this year, I don't think he should have done it. I mean, it's the least favorable of OKC, the Clippers, Houston, and Utah, which right, which is going to be like a shit pick, but. This draft, I feel like, has been talked very down upon. And a lot of the guys that are in this 20 to 40 range are not too far in between on talent. Like, you're going to be finding decent talent no matter you're where you're going to find some gems from here and there, right? Exactly. So I think it's not the right draft to give up a late first-round pick for. I think a late first-round pick probably holds more value in this draft than a draft where it's top-heavy. But Fair that's just my opinion. I'm giving the Raptors a C on this one. I yeah. just don't like the direction. And I'm giving the Jazz a B. 
they managed to get her first yeah. somehow. Jazz get an A for me. Braga's get an L, bro. That was some <laughs> shit right there. Another deal with the Raptors, they also bring home the Schroeder Raptor, uh, Schroeder. I actually like that deal. deal. You like that deal? I actually like that deal. Why do you like that deal? We didn't need Spencer Dinwiddie. We didn't really need Dennis Schroeder. So we kind of just we're letting quickly run his show. Yeah, that's a good way to look at it. Actually, uh, I I don't mind Dinwiddie going to the Lakers. Um, I, if that, he, we don't give a fuck. If he's the missing piece and they somehow win the championship this year, good on them, bro. <laughs> you know, he came from the Raptors. Just know that exactly. <laughs> he came from the Raptors, bro. Winning DNA, exactly, bro. <laughs> but for Toronto to just have to give up no draft picks, thankfully, only Dennis Shooter and what Dad Young. Yeah, for De- just Dinwiddie, yeah, just Dinwiddie, just Dinwiddie. Yeah. Hey, you shed salary. That's a win. Yeah, pretty much. Um, Schroeder and, and Thaddeus Sun both make ten million dollars each. Dinwiddie makes twenty dollars in one contract. I think it's just easier to weigh one guy than to just have two guys that take up a roster spot. Yeah, okay. exactly. But at the same time, I think the Raptors could have waited a bit longer. Like instead of just having to dump him, I think there is still positive value somewhere for Schroeder. Like he has, I think, two or three years, three years left on his deal. Oh, wonderful! Oh, after this, oh, one year deals, and at the price he's at. Which is like mid teens. I think you should just stick with that for another year. Like he doesn't, it doesn't really hurt you. I guess he was just kind of pissed off with the situation, mm-hmm. so he had to trade him. Well, he wanted to be the starting guard. Yeah. He wanted to be the starting one, which I think he should have been. Like in my opinion. I like, don't disagree with you, but like historically, he's been better off the bench. True. Oh, I guess. I mean, I'm gonna see. They started that three guard lineup. It was insane. But, but he did win six man one year. True. true. So I don't. I'm 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 stick to my roots. I think Schroeder's a better bench piece than a starter, but he makes a decent starter. Okay, so on the Nets, let's say Simmons comes back. Are you starting Schroeder over Simmons? Low key, yeah. Yeah. Low key, yeah. Just because like I don't know what Simmons is gonna do when he comes back. Which is crazy because he literally just came back. I know. Right? He's out again. Like <laughs> my guy. Like I love you, bro. But like, come on, what are you doing, bro? Like, do more. Yeah, please stay on the court. Like, come on. I don't know why he's scared of basketball. But I think for that deal in particular, Raptors probably get a B plus. All right. And the Brooklyn Nets, you get two solid. I like Thaddeus Young isn't even on the team anymore. He's with the Suns. Yeah. So I think for them, I think it's it's, it's a B plus as well. Like I, I'm not going to pick you. Yeah, it's like a, I might just give a C for both guys. It's like, like an equal ass deal. Just a mid that has no consequences. Yeah. Or repercussions. Exactly. Maybe the, maybe the Nets get better. I think. Schroeder has like the culture that he's in yeah. so far, so maybe the Nets can bump it up the grade, but yeah, it's just a big deal. Uh, real quick, I'm just surprised the Raptors didn't trade Gary Trent or Jakob Pertl. Pertl, I get, but like Trent, I thought had to go. Like, I mean, what is it one year left on his deal? One year, we're not gonna pay him the money he's probably gonna ask for. Like, what if they only kept him because of the Gillette commercial? <laughs> that commercial pops up like every time it goes to ad break. So maybe yeah, maybe you're right, bro. Maybe. No, maybe. <laughs> yeah, maybe you're right. Are you team smooth or team beard? <laughs> team smooth. You have a beard too, bro. Barely. You can barely see it. It's like a jawline definition it's on a, the camera, jawline, bro. Jawline one, yeah. <laughs> but that's my reasoning as to why they probably didn't trade him. Now that's a game face. <laughs> now that's a game that, face. That's a game face. Oh, man. Yeah, maybe that's why, bro. I mean, that's a W ad, anyways. It is a W ad. It, that's why I'm using Gillette right now. Really, bro? Yeah. Shit, w, w Gillette, man. Got a customer, bro. Exactly. Uh, Philly gets Buddy Heald. Yeah, that was a big deal. Pacers get Marcus Morris, Furkan Korkmaz, who 
got waived. Freaking Corkmeyer. And three second round picks. Yeah. I mean, this deal, what struck me the most was the return that the Pacers got was not a lot at all, which makes me wonder if Heald even signed off on the trade. Like, usually you ask guys, like, oh, will he resign if we trade for him? I think the Sixers didn't get that sign from Buddy Heald, which is why his value was only like three second round picks. I also don't think it's a great deal. Oh, really? I don't think Buddy Heald is a difference maker in playoffs. Yeah, that, that's also a case. That yeah, because he can't play defense. Mm-hmm. And so when the playoffs roll around and Philadelphia is trying to, trying to go for that championship, he's going to get hunted every single possession. Exactly. And with Maxi as the backcourt partner. Yeah. And you cannot play a guy who only contributes on offense. Well, yes, you can, but like it's risky. Yeah. Unless he's Clay Thompson post ACL surgery. <laughs> Like, unless you're him, you can't play anyone else. Like, yeah. think about all the other 3 and D guys these championship teams have. Like, the Spurs had Danny Green, who was a sharpshooter and a defensive wing. Yeah. Fuck. The Toronto Raptors had the same guy. The Lakers had the same guy. <laughs> yeah, like, wow. <laughs> See, championship DNA right there. You need a 6'5 player that can play defense. And shoot the three. And shoot the three. That's all you need, bro. Danny Green. Danny Green. <laughs> yeah. But... Buddy Hill just does not provide that defense. And I'm sorry, it's it's a C for the Sixers. A C. It's a C. Even though they gave up nothing. Yes. Well wow. they gave up Marcus Morris, who could still contribute. Who should? No, who should? He should. He can still contribute. I remember that one year in New York. Which they, was um what, twenty eighteen? Like um twenty nineteen. Twenty nineteen, like and on he the Clippers still, he was okay and then he fell off the face of the earth and now he's kinda of mid. I think he can still do something. Okay. He's still body. Can't play defense, and he's taking minutes from Tobias Harris. I think, I think he'll like is is better than Morris. Like let's be, let's be let's, let's be completely honest here. Morris is not contributing shit to they a winning got, team. Okay, the Sixers got the better player. Yeah, but they didn't win the trade. Who won the trade, man? I think the Spurs nope. did because they just they just got money. Yeah, Loki. Yeah, they gave up McDermott for Morris, and they got money, which is like a one for one, and you get money. <laughs> I mean, who says no to money, right? That's what I'm saying. Like, free money and a second-round pick. Like, I'll you know, that. fuck it. They get an A. A yeah. plus. <laughs> Spurs just snuck in like, okay, see, I'll need some of these trades. And like, yeah, let me just give a pick for some money. And uh, yeah, I'll be out We're of good. here. We're good. We're <laughs> good. That's what they did. They uh, they pulled a heist. Yeah, they pulled a heist. <laughs> like a mini heist. Like, it's like when they're like the <laughs> when like the purge is going on. Like, you're just out in the shops just taking some dollars <laughs> here and there. People are killing each other. Like, you're like not even the main focus, but you're still doing shit on the side. You're not one... In the purge series, you're just everyone's like stabbing each other. You're that one guy in the background, background shot in the convenience store, like stealing donuts. And yeah, stuff. you're looting the GameStop here, and like that's what you're doing. That's San Antonio. That it, it literally what they are, and this deal for sure. They're moving. They're moving in silence. <laughs> yeah, they're, they're moving in silence. Very, very silent. They're though. real G's. Yeah, yeah. They're they're actually the top G's. They actually won this trade by a landslide. Exactly. The Thunder get Gordon Hayward, and the Charlotte Hornets get Trey Mann. Bertans, some draft picks, and I cannot pronounce his name. I'm trying to scroll to it. Oh, Vasily Micic. Yes, him. Yeah, I think this deal, looking at it, it's um, it's an interesting deal because the Thunder were kind of forced to do it, I feel like. Why do you think forced? Obviously, with their picks coming up, they really have no room to keep some of these younger guys that I think, especially in Trey Mann and Micic, these are guys that could contribute to winning teams. But for the Thunder, they just don't have room for them. I mean, the Charlotte Hornets aren't a winning team, but 
I, I see your point. I see where you're coming from, kind of. No, I'm saying like these guys are, are players that I think could like contribute to a winning team. Okay. Like they they can contribute. Period. Let's just say that. Mm-hmm. And we've seen that from Trey Mann, obviously. I, mean, I picked him up in fantasy, so yeah, because he's been so elite. So it's like the Thunder kind of have to give up like players to trade up, even like even for just the season. Like they have no choice but to because they can't keep these guys around. They deserve minutes, and they can't give it to them. So for the Thunder to get Gordon Hayward, yeah, he can be someone that can play maybe twenty minutes and could help you on your back end. Um, but for the Hornets, I think they like won this trade by a landslide. Hayward almost had no value, I feel like. And to get back one young guard that has been showing a lot of potential, two second-round picks, and Vasily Micic, all you had to do was take back Bertans' shit contract. I think that's a win for the Hornets. Low-key, yeah. I, I, I can see your side of the argument. I like that OKC got older with more experience mm-hmm. because that team is full of young dogs. True. And they... They have their alpha already, but they don't have that like that old wise wolf that Whoa, they can look. But like, is Hayward Hayward on the Hornets was this, and he was let's say the game is going on over there. He was one of these. Yeah, he's playing league on this corner. Yeah, so I'm not sure if he's the veteran that they need, but he is old. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. I like it. I like it for the Thunder. I do like it for the Thunder. They get a. A player who's had many years of being a contender with the Jazz and the Celtics. Yeah. They get a player who's played with all-star talent and played a supporting role next to LaMelo Ball and mm-hmm. Terry Rozier at points. Yeah. And I think he can do a very similar role for Shea. But Shea, in my opinion, is probably the best player that he's ever played with. Wow. Okay. Wow. That's... Well, like, I mean, in his prime. In his prime. Okay, yeah. Because okay. you can't say, like, when Gobert and Gobert uh, and Hayward played, they were... Like, like Tatum. But Tatum wasn't his, like, he was approaching, he was, like, still leveling up. Okay, right, yeah, right, right. Right, right, yeah. Like, when Hayward left, Tatum, like, became... Jesus. God, yeah. yeah. So, I think that SGA getting a Hayward figure in his life at this time, amazing. Yeah, for sure. I think the Hornets probably didn't even ask for Hayward's input on anything. Like, he probably felt left out. Like, I think if the Thunder actually care about Hayward, like, Hayward would, he can be that guy. I believe it. So I think you're right. Like them getting Hayward, the get like, is he the oldest guy on their roster? Probably, yeah. yeah. He's, he's someone that I would want advice from. Yeah, he's seen so much. He's gone through a lot. Yeah, and he gives so much more perspective on just the game itself. So yeah, yeah. I, I guess both teams really did win this trade. Yeah. So I don't. Th- I don't know about landslide. I can definitely see why the Hornets could have won this just because of the value they got in return for yeah. an aging contract. But I like it for the I like it for the Thunder. Yeah. I think I might give this the Thunder like a B plus. Mm-hmm. I'm gonna give the Hornets like an A minus. I guess the money is the one thing that's stopping it yeah. from becoming like a real win. But yeah, I, th- I think you're right about that. I think like asset wise, for sure, like the Hornets won oh, that definitely. But in terms of like if you're looking into the game, into the locker room, into like. The, the team as a whole, yeah, Hayward probably does. And I feel like Sam Presti just likes those guys. What? Like those older sage guys. Does he? Yeah, yeah I guess like so. The, the, the guys you, you see at the end of like, in the bar, like sitting at the edge of the table. Like, give me another one. You know? you give me another one? Either give me a pick or an old ass player. I'm taking only, only <laughs> them two. I'm not taking no other shit. Exactly. Yeah, all right. Maps, they get Daniel Gafford, and Wizards get Rashawn Holmes plus draft compensation. <laughs> By that one first round pick. Yeah. <laughs> this year. But I 
than the Mavericks cashed in. I mean, Gafford, I think, had more value than that. Yeah. So for them to get him for a shit player and just one pick this year, it's uh, a good deal. I mean, Gafford's always been underrated in this league. Yeah. <laughs> like yeah, from yeah, Chicago so. to Washington and now what? To to, to, Mav- to Dallas. So Yeah. I think it's a win deal. Um, the Mavs get another big man to pair up with Derek Lively when he doesn't play. Mm-hmm. Or, hell, they get P.J. Washington too. So I'm not even mad. Yeah, and I think for the Mavericks, it really helps that Lively, okay, before the, when the deal happened, before Gafford even played and showed everybody, damn, he's that guy, people were like, why would you trade for Gafford? You have Lively. Mm-hmm. You're not playing Lively big minutes in the playoffs. He's a rookie. He, like, no matter how well he's playing, unless he's Victor Wembanyama, he just doesn't have the experience to be playing playoff basketball. Gafford is someone that has been in the league for a long time. He's guarded the best big men. He's played big minutes in his career. He probably knows how to guard these guys and how to play playoff basketball, even though he probably hasn't been in there. <laughs> he has not been in there. But, like, he's been playing big minutes in the NBA for a while now. He just has the more experience. And at the yeah. end of the day, like, experience does trump youth. For sure. Yeah. yeah. So... Good deal. I, I'm giving this an A for the Mavericks. Mm-hmm. They got him for cheap. Yeah, he's on a, one of the best contracts I've seen. Rochelle Holmes just really isn't doing anything for the Mavs. Nope. So, yeah, that's a... Easy one, man. That's an easy one. That's an easy one there, boy. Uh, the Knicks. This one's fun. Boyan <laughs> Bogdanovich and Alec Burks. For Evan Fournier, Malachi Flynn, Quentin Grimes, which is unfortunate. Very Ryan much. Arik... Oh, fuck me, no. And two second round picks. <laughs> Just keep um, disrespecting my boy Ryan, bro. Like, I'm a Ryan. I can do it. No, you can't. Because you're not an Archie Diacno, bro. Say it again. You're not an Archie Diacno. Archie Diacno. I think it's like pretty easy to say. No, man. Like, I, I, I cannot. I if you just do. say Archie, Archie, and then Diacno, Diacno. That's it. But anyways, back to the deal. <laughs> the main deal here, like, if we're okay, you said you said all the assets. The real assets that that the uh, Pistons got back, Grimes and two seconds. Yeah. If we're being honest, if we're just being honest, like I love Archie Diakono, but that's the real assets. I mean that Evan Fournier contract. Woo, woo, give me that boy. No, no, no. Here's the thing. The Pistons missed out so hard on both of Burks and Bogdanovich's value. I personally think last year they could have got a first for each of them, and right now they're having to to settle for. Grimes, who potentially could have first round value, and then a second, two seconds is like, it's kind of a shame. I think. I think the Pistons lost steel. Oh, obviously, definitely. Yeah, obviously. <laughs> but I mean, who knows? Maybe, maybe Grimes can can provide value in these two second round picks. We don't know what year they're in. Do you know what year they're in? No, they haven't specified. It could be something. Who knows? Okay, even if Grimes does become first round value. The next one by a landslide. They get another <laughs> twenty point per game scorer who can fit so well next to uh, Brunson and Randall, mm. and then you get Alec Brooks, a very solid contributor right off the bench. Mm. Arguably, it makes New York like one of the deepest, most balanced teams. In the Definitely made them deep. Definitely made them deep. And they're just so much better overall from after this trade deadline. They just get so many pieces that they need in exchange for pieces that weren't even getting playing time. Exactly. That's they're doing a good job there. That's the main thing, yeah. Like it's about value versus value on your team. Like Grimes not getting any minutes, and I think Bogdanovich and Burks might not even get that much minutes because obviously, like I would much rather play Divincenzo and Josh Hart in those positions. 
But like replacing McBride in the lineup with Burks. Oh, like W. Like wow, that, that's w. that's a pretty big step up right there. Like and Bogdanovich, like yeah, I, th- I think the the Knicks probably get like an A for that. Probably. Good job, Knicks. A plus to me. A plus. A plus. You you didn't need to shed any firsts. True. No first. Yeah. No first. Yeah, you're not Masai Ujiri running that office. <laughs> yeah, thankfully, bro. Uh, we talked about the PJ Washington, but they got Grant Williams, Seth Curry, and a first round pick. Yeah, that deal is just kind of. I think this is more of like. I mean, Grant Williams has been playing better. <laughs> yeah, yeah, those three games he has been playing pretty good. And Seth, the Hornets get another Curry, so you know, could yeah. be a W. It's it's weird because the Mavs signed Grant Williams on that on that big contract, and it's like they took the L on Grant Williams, but they still got back someone who could help them. You know? Yeah. But obviously, I think the Mavs lost the deal. Like getting PJ Washington, having to give up Grant Williams, whose value probably will rise, definitely will rise, and to give up a first round pick in the future, it it hurts the Mavs a lot mm-hmm. because the Mavs already don't have a lot of flexibility in the future. So for them having to offload a player that had value, I think it hurts them a lot. You know what I think is really funny about this deal? Seth Curry still has not learned his lesson to never sign with the Mavericks. Every single time he goes to Dallas, <laughs> he gets tra- traded. <laughs> he gets traded, bro. <laughs> like, bro, stop going to Mark Cuban. <laughs> yeah, like, yeah, what does this sound like at the second time around? In the I sort of like the third time around at this point. Like, why does he walk in the office and expect anything else? Like, He, he goes in... Hi, Mark. How's your day today? Oh, you just got traded. Fuck. It's like, man, and then again? The offseason comes around. Hi, Mark. I'm, I'm back. <laughs> He's like, bro, we know you're going to trade you, right? Like, why do you keep signing with us? <laughs> he likes Dallas, I guess. I guess so. I guess. Maybe he likes uh, what Zion likes about Dallas. Who knows? Mm. Maybe. 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 <laughs> How do you feel about the deal, though? Um... I low-key like it for the Mavericks. I think. Oh, really? I low-key like it. I'm not even thinking about like it's because it's because he played right. It's because yeah. Washington played. Nah. <laughs> but it's not even that's not even in the long term. I think it's just because like their contention of windows like right now with Kyrie held like, kind of healthy. But this is the, the the shot you take though, like with the first and Grant I mean, Williams. You have Derek Lively. You okay. got Daniel Gafford. Yeah. Now you got PJ Washington. Like you got three solid contrib- big men contributors. PJ is more of a four, I think. He can play a small ball five. But you, you don't need him to, though. That's the thing. Like, you're probably playing him at the four at this point because you, you give him Grant, like a one-for-one one for PJ, right? I, mean, I don't... Th- Grant had no value at the time of the trade. It's because that's what Dallas did to him. Like, yeah. Dallas to stop he playing. He was game. averaging 1.1 assists and, like, 0.5 rebounds. Like, it was bad. I believe Dallas for all this, man. Like, <laughs> Brown Williams' role is so... like Okay, the, I think the main reason they trade him is because he was a bad locker room guy. That was really why. But on the court... He just has to sit in the corner and shoot. I was reading something from Bleacher Report, and the report was Grant Williams rubbed people the wrong way. (laughs) Yeah, that's what I saw. Like, the Kyrie thing about, like, there was a video of him on on the bench for Kyrie. Like, Kyrie was annoyed with him and stuff. I think he just talks too much. He's a yapper. Yeah, I think that's what he is, bro. He's literally a yapper. And, like, (laughs) he is that bad that they had to offload him and a first-round pick. But Imagine, like, like, if you were in elementary school and the, the new kid comes into your classroom, and then you just tell your teacher... I don't like this kid. He talks too much. And the kid <laughs> sends him to the other classroom across the hall. Like, that, that's <laughs> what happens with Grant Williams. Literally. But, like, Grant Williams' role was just easy. Like, it's kind Playing of... Playing defense and shoot threes. Yeah, it's kind of the Mavs' fault to not manage him. Like, you just got to tell him to shut the fuck up sometimes. <laughs> like, no one probably took him accountable for, for what <laughs> no, he was shut doing. shut up and dribble. 
Yeah. <laughs> so like, I think the Mavs just kind of sold themselves. Like PJ Washington's the best guy you could have offloaded Grant for. Like, I think you just got right with Grant this season, trade him this off season for better value. But who knows? Maybe maybe PJ PJ Washington could pop off. Two seconds is not bad either. Finals so. MVP. There you go, man. Finals fucking MVP. Pat Bev to the Bucks. We're talking about this campaign to the Sixers. Mid for mid. This is literally a one for one. Like, I mean, they got a second round. Yeah, pick congrats too. on the second round pick. But you just trade Doc shit for Doc shit. <laughs> I guess. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Pat Bev finally plays with another All Star. He was playing with what Russ last year. Yeah. And now he's playing with Dame this year. Like, good job for him, bro. Good job. He just keeps cycling from superstar to superstar. I feel like it's part of his legacy at this point. He's played with like Kawhi, LeBron, Giannis, Embiid, Dame, like the last like three seasons. I swear to God, this guy's yes. a merchant, dude. <laughs> He's a superstar merchant. Literally, that's what he is. He just talks big talk. Let's see him on the Hornets, bro. What's he gonna say then? <laughs> him and Lamelo Ball. Yeah, like, is he gonna ride after Lamelo? <laughs> I don't think <laughs> low so. Low key, yeah. Low key, yeah. I'd see. It. I, I'd say so. Right. <laughs> I don't want to say this deal, but Robin Lopez. Oh my God, that's the best deal you can find, bro. <laughs> There's probably a few more better deals. There's a good deal. I, I can I can pick right. one up here. But Robin Lopez got traded to the Kings. Got waived right after. Oh, business. That's business right there. <laughs> Anyways, Suns uh, trade for Royce O'Neal mm-hmm. and David Roddy in a three-way deal. The Grizzlies get a 2026 first-round pick swap. Chizmi Metu and Yuta Watanabe. That goes to the Grizzlies. And the Nets get Katie Bates, Diop, Jordan Goodwin, and draft rights to Vanya Marinkovic <laughs> and three second round picks. So this is a lot of stuff going on in one deal. A lot of mid going on. Definitely a lot of mid going on. You Definitely. know, this whole this whole trade deadline was a lot of mid Yeah, going on. it was so much mid. But the Suns probably got the best player in the deal. Royce O'Neal this season has been pretty decent. With Ben Simmons out, they've been experimenting with Royce O'Neal at point guard. Mm-hmm. And I think he has done the worst job over the last couple of seasons. I would agree. He has been kind of a bad shooter. He's been falling off. But this season, he's really improved. I so. mean, DFS was probably still available. But I think the yeah. asking price was too much for him. Yeah. He, I think they, they didn't train for two, two first. They're not going to train him for whatever the Suns traded. But Royce O'Neal, David Roddy. David Roddy could be you know something maybe mm-hmm. like end of the bench kind of guy. The Grizzlies to get a first round pick swap for David Roddy, that's huge in my opinion. Like that's that's something really big for the Grizzlies. I think they probably got the most value out of the deal. And then that's to get three second round picks and expiring money. I think all teams kind of they had a, a need to fulfill and they got to fill. I mean, the Grizzlies got the Asian goat Utah Watanabe back again. Yes, back he, yeah. from his roots. Yeah, from his roots, bro. That was the first thing that really gave him a shot. And uh, I haven't really watched a whole lot of Memphis games, but I did see him play in the Memphis versus Milwaukee game, mm-hmm. and he did he did all right. Okay, he did all right. So yeah. like, it's they won. At least he's getting minutes. You yeah, know? Like, instead of like Phoenix, where he was just at the end of the bench so. right. for no reason. I think because him on Brooklyn was like, bro, he's like a perfect he, he three should, and D guy. Yeah, he was the ideal three and D guy, like making no money. Yeah. And just shooting, what, 40-something percent from three? And just doesn't get minutes after that. Like, I don't know what happened to him. Maybe in practice he's looked bad, but he plays with high energy. That's kind of all you want for a badge guy. Yeah. You don't need him to be, like, an amazing player. Like, just have energy and go out there and, and, and do your role. Yeah. Right. So, 
I think the Suns definitely still won this one. Like, okay. The Jazz had to hit with the Jazz and the Nets, but traded one first round pick for Royce O'Neal, mm-hmm. and the Suns end up getting him for pretty cheap. Well, he's been, he's like a, he gets gotten worse, obviously. Yes, but I think he can still fulfill a role that KD and Book need for him. Well, you think he's going to start? I mean, or finish games? He could finish games. Yeah, probably. He could finish games. I just don't see a world where he's not getting minutes. Yeah. But a first-round pick swap, though? That's I mean, they give up a first. Plus, like, yeah, yeah. Not like a first perfectly, but like still a swap. So like, I mean, the sw- I'd rather give a swap than an actual first. Oh, yeah. Obviously. Like, you, you, at least you have a first-round pick, so you can trade It's like, a, it's like a conditional first. Yeah. So I'm not, I'm not mad about it, but the Suns, I think, still won this trade just because of like the window of contingents now. And they just need to grab as many like decent pieces as they can. They're too top heavy. Yeah, that, that's this. the thing. Yeah, I, I've said this, and I will keep saying it. Like they're not built to win the playoffs. No, they're, they're not. built to win like a series, and then flop the rest of the way. Yeah, they're built to win the All Star game. Like yeah, this is that roster, bro. You just like <laughs> it's like two K, bro. You have like two guys that score all the points, and everyone else just kind of sits in the corner, bro. That's what that's what their team you is. You have like you have a simulation going on. Two people scoring twenty five a game, and everyone scoring else is nine. Yeah, so. so. I mean, each got each team kind of got value. Like Royce O'Neal's value for the Suns, a pick swap for the Grizzlies, but the Grizzlies they give about David Roddy, who's like dog shit, for a pick swap is like, bro, I take that. Yeah, I definitely take that. Yeah, and there's just a few more smaller deals: Corey Joseph and the Warriors. Yeah, mid. Delano Banton and the Celtics. Yeah, some of these I just didn't even write down. Like, there's just that. And then Jaden Springer to the Sixers, that, which is actually that, yeah. a pretty good one. It's actually a pretty good feel uh, for the Celtics. If Jaden if Jaden Springer can shoot the ball, he would deadass get 30 minutes a game, mm-hmm. I think. <laughs> but he just can't shoot, so it sucks. All right, so now we've gone through all the teams, and we still have some time left. I'm going to name each team from the league, and you're going to tell me the grade they get. For their trade deadline. Whoa, come on, man. Like, what? Yeah. How am I supposed to do this, bro? Chicago Bulls. F. Yeah, man. They didn't trade Caruso. They didn't man. trade shit, bro. They need to trade Caruso now or never. And they didn't they trade need to trade the entire roster now or never. Yeah. And they said never. They so. said never. Not even Pat Williams. Like, yeah, they, no, they're just useless. These men are thinking that, like, yo, we had amazing record four seasons ago with Lonzo Ball and we're hoping that after three knee surgeries he can come back and play even better than he did. So that's that's what they're thinking right now and sorry Sad. bro that's not gonna happen. Hey Lonzo is my guy bro. He is my guy but it's that's realistic. Three three knee surgeries he can't even walk like I don't, I don't think that's happening. Yeah probably not but still I was watching his highlights and uh, yeah he needs to go. But you could have traded Andre Drummond. You could have traded Alex Caruso DeMar DeRozan Kobe White even. Like, don't you Kobe White? I mean, like, don't you Kobe White? He's mean, the one hope you have on your team, bro. He's like the one all-star player on your team, bro. But all these guys, you could have gotten so much value, but you say, now nah, we'll just keep being mid. Yeah, we'll just be mid, and maybe a miracle will happen. That's what they said, bro. Bro, they're they're banking on the Derrick Rose like lottery chances right now. No, yeah, for real. Zero point eight percent. Yeah, they're banking on Pat Williams to become Kawhi, bro. Like, it's, it's a joke. I'm sorry, Brooklyn Nets. Like C plus, like, like C, yeah, I'll give them a C. I mean, they get a shooter, which is great, but them not trading anyone is like kind of surprising. But I mean, they say they want to rebuild. At least they they have a direction that they can foresee. Like, I mean, they could have traded a few more other pieces if they wanted to rebuild. But yeah, but if they want to compete with Mikhail, like 
by all means, bro. Go for it, man. Like, you don't have anything to lose. And yeah. Brooklyn's just a superstar destination. You'll get somebody. Exactly. Back. It's not like the Bulls were like, we know it's not going to work. <laughs> Who knows? Maybe Bridges can be someone. Two more years. Yeah. Two more years. One more year. All right. One more year. <laughs> Next. Hey, easy. Hey, you just set it up, bro. Yeah. You just want to get some the Knicks and Prince out. I do, I do. Because I used to hate on the Knicks. Oh, really? Yeah. But, like, they've been doing good shit. Like, For real. Like, Leon Rose, uh, WGM so far. Oh, my God. The best. He's been cooking. Detroit. What do they do? Get Fontecchio and give away. Oh, man. I mean. That's a, that's like a D. Like, they get one decent guy and trade away all their other good th- pieces not, for, like, I no think... value. I think it might be like a C or C plus. Like, obviously, like Burks and Bogdanovich, like you're probably not running with them anyways. So get at least, even if it was late, at least you got some positive value. And to get Fontecchio, hey man, I'll take it. All right, Milwaukee. What they do again? Bro, I don't fucking know. Traded Robin Lopez for money. (laughs) They were supposed to be in the market for a point guard and not point guard, a shooting guard. And they didn't get anybody, so I mean, a D. Pat Bev, but he's not really a shooter, so yeah, he's probably not anything, you know. So definitely a D. A D. They didn't do. They didn't do shit. They're just looking at the the trade, the the, the bio market now. They're just watching their All Star game. <laughs> Doc Rivers watching All Star game. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Sixers. Sixers. What are they healed. Pretty healed. For this season, man, B minus C. I don't I like to say I don't like the deal. Yeah, you don't like the deal. I don't like the deal. Toronto. Uh, F minus. <laughs> C. It's just so mid. It's just so mid. We have to stop giving away the first round picks. That was the main thing for the Raptors. Yeah. That was that should have been their baseline. That should have been what was written that, on the top of their whiteboard. That should have been their like New Year's resolution. Yeah. Like that should have been their motto and they just went out and gave away the first round pick. Like, for we mid. the north, like we the mid, bro. <laughs> yeah, literally. For for mid players. Like I'm sorry, Abaji is just not that guy. We'll see. I have. I'm a believer. Yeah, because he's a raptor. You wouldn't. You didn't say that the last three months. Like, what happened? <laughs> why now? Nuggets. What they do? I don't think they did anything. Why would you even bring him up? Like, I don't know. Like, it's, they didn't need to. Like, they didn't need to do anything. Which is the thing. Like, Probably, but like, I have to because they're not. They're not first right now. So, like, do you think they needed like Bruce Brown type of player? Maybe, but at the same time. What they have right now is sufficient. You think it works? Christian Braun, I trust him. Okay. And um, I think they could have made a move. I think they could have made a move. Yeah. To replace Payne Watson in in the bench lineup, yeah, you could have done something. But I am kind of satisfied by Payne Watson. All right. So I can't really give a grade. Didn't do anything, but... You give a grade for Milwaukee. Because they're just Stock Rivers. I just hate. All right. Fair enough. (laughs) I hate Stock Rivers. (laughs) Valid argument. Yeah. Uh, Golden State. Ah uh, man, I think it's a, I think it's a B plus. I think it might be an A because they were so close to trading Kaminga and Moody, but I think them sticking with those guys, it's the right decision. They made a smart decision to not trade for them now, I guess. Because right now, yes, they have pretty decent value, but you want, you would have not have gotten the the, the ideal return for those two. Because Probably. you guys are, you're kind of desperate in that situation. Right? Yeah, and that that's why I give them A's because they had so much pressure with them losing so much, and with Draymond out, the Warriors kept saying, "When Draymond's back, then we'll reconsider what what the plan is." Draymond comes back, they bet on that happening, and look at them now. They've been winning games. Kaminga's still playing really really well. Wiggins has picked it back up. I think it's an A for them not making any moves. 
I'm gonna say a B. Yeah, because I think someone could have still gone away, like Chris Paul or or even Wiggins at one point. Yeah, still could have gone away, gotten some value in return. But yeah, I can I I get why. They just bet on their guys pretty much. Yeah. But you would have had to attach like a first or two firsts for those guys either way. So. Yeah, probably. No deal is better than a bad deal. True. Yeah. Timberwolves. Monte Morris. Yeah, that's a B plus. Yeah, it's. I mean, it's a. It's like a yeah. Like a B they got what they needed. Yeah, they fulfilled the role. Like nothing much to say there. Jazz. Danny Ainge is just going to Danny Ainge. So. Yeah, just keep stacking up the picks. That's an A, man. That's an A for me. Yeah. Mavs. Mavs. A. They need to win now. They have to. No, not an A. Because the Grant Williams deal was so shit. You, you just didn't like the. The Grant Williams. Yeah, I think that might be like a B minus. Like they had to win now, but to them. Compromise so much for PJ. The Gafford deal, A. PJ deal, like fucking D. And so dog shit. <laughs> so you're going to average that to a C? Yeah, pretty much. All right. I'll stick with you on that one. Okay, C. That's unfortunate. I, I like it. You liked it. I yeah. liked it. So would you give like a what, A minus? A minus, yeah. I'll give it an A minus. I'll give it like a B minus. Like, yeah. All right. Miami. Which they did trade for Terry Rozier. Okay, that counts. Um. See, I mean, Roger was cool, but I think Lowry probably would still provide more in the playoffs. Lowry's with the Lowry's with the Sixers now. Yeah, which he's a playoff guy. Like, oh, he sure. he will single handedly win the playoff series. Yeah, he'll win you a game, maybe not a series at this point, but like, you're still playing in big minutes there. So even at what 36, 37 years old, unfortunately, yeah, <laughs> have no choice. Kings, they didn't do shit, right? They just they're just always linked to Kuzma. And they just never trade for Kuzma. Because Kuzma wants to build something in Washington. <laughs> <laughs> hey, man. I mean, maybe they dodged a bullet for that. So, I mean, did you want them to make any moves? I thought they were okay, but like third in the West to now, like, yeah. could've done, you could have done something. I mean, for me, like, my main thing is like, <laughs> for a team, it's fine. Like, if you can name their starting five, they're probably a good team. All right. What is it? <laughs> starting five. Fox. Fox. Monk. Monk. Uh, Keegan Murray. Oh, okay. Uh, oh, yeah. No, I, no, it's Fox, Herder, Keegan Murray, Harrison Barnes, and Spawners. Like, those are five players that you can name. Like, a regular watcher could probably name those guys. So, they're, they're still a good team. There's no need to really make a move. Like, Fair Monk off the bench is cool. Lyles off the bench is cool. Like, yeah, I think they're still. All right, it's cool. Fair enough. Uh, Memphis. Man, like, oh, I don't know. Like, they offloaded. I mean, you got, they got Utah. Picks. But they traded Xavier for like a bag of chips. So. I mean, they traded Xavier for his value, which is like two seconds or a second. So. I thought he could have been like a decent role, another decent role player. For All right, I think so. Like see, like, see, not much really. Boston, there. A, A for Tillman, just for Tillman. Bro, they give nothing for Tillman, and they got Jaden Springer. Okay, Jaden Springer, let's be honest, is a dog shit. Like he's a dog <laughs> shit player right now, but for nothing, just else. for Tillman, who's probably gonna play like ten minutes, like. That's like a C, like, not going to move the needle. Oh, damn. I th- I you thought think he's going to move the needle? I, thought, I you think Tillman's doing shit. All right. I think he's he's finals MVP, man. All right, fair enough. <laughs> Cleveland. They didn't do anything, right? I mean, they, they kind of were forced not to do anything. They were winning so much with their current roster. Which I actually respect. Yeah, and they have guys coming back, too. Like, you kind of have to just keep riding this shit. It's probably going to keep going until the playoffs start, and then they'll lose to five against the Knicks again. 
Yeah, but I um, mean, where are they right now in the standings? I think they're, they're second. S- yeah, they're second. And uh, you said they were gonna miss the playoffs. I think like oh, wow, that was a very uh, a very interesting take. But I mean, they'll be for Cleveland though. <laughs> Indeed. Uh, Trey, uh, Buddy Hield, mid C plus. Like I mean, Pascal. Oh, you can't Pascal too. I, I, oh, okay, anything yeah, you any trade you make this I, uh, season? Yeah, uh, yeah for Pascal, yeah. I think an A. I think it might be like a C minus because oh shit they traded they traded for Siakam who's a guy who's trying to win now yeah why would you trade away Hield who was your best fit beside Halliburton for the future like I think you need to just keep Hield because he's the perfect guy you want like for a winning team that's trying to make the playoffs but like I why said, would you trade Hield I think keeping Hield for the playoffs is a liability the reason for the Sixers is because they have no defenders at the guard like the pa- the Pacers at least have no they don't have Bruce Brown. I guess the back end really helps. I think Siakam and Turner kind of make up for so much of Buddy Heald and Talis Harburn's lack of defense. It's like Embiid can't do it by himself. I think the main thing for the Pacers is that they had a system around them. And Neesmith, that was a key. Like, your front court is all amazing defenders. So having two bad guards doesn't hurt as much because you have so much lanky guys behind them that can play D. I think they're also just in the search for the bio market. Like, you can get a lot of guys, like, you're not getting healed from it though, and for heal to to give him up for like three seconds, like I don't think heal is a difference maker. I right. just don't think that. I give I'll, I'll give the Pacers like an F actually. F oh fuck, not my team. Uh, Atlanta, F. What they do? Nothing. <laughs> <laughs> Trey, still in there. Dejounte, still there. C. Mid, still there. C. It's mid at C, man. For me, I mean, okay. Maybe they could see Jalen Johnson maybe becoming something at some mm. point, and then they could kind of see what they have with Murray and Young. But I think not moving Capella was their biggest thing. Because do you think Okongu is ready to start? Because we've been seeing that he's on my he's been on my fantasy rock. I drafted him this year for category, and like you see flashes. It's just not getting the minutes. Yeah, but there's no backup big after him. That's the only issue. Like it's tough. If they had like Derek, if they trade for Gafford, then like I'll be more comfortable with trading Capella. Like if I was going for one for one for a big, then I'd be like, okay, like I have a big that I can rely on, but Okongu can get more minutes. But who knows? I think it's gonna see the Hornets. Uh, a. A. I agree on that one. You get young talent that yeah. you could potentially build up, and you try to be Hayward for positive value, bro. Come on, come on. It's an easy A. Clippers didn't make a move. Hey, they're like top three in the conference. Aren't they like, weren't they first at one point too? Yeah, I think so. Yeah, and I think they're top yeah. three still. Kawhi's playing at, uh, at an MVP, MVP level. level. PG's playing like an all-NBA level. Bro, they're, they're rolling. top, what, top three in assists, top five in assists? Yeah, one of the best point guards. Westbrook, solid off the bench. No, you should. Doesn't even play minutes anymore. <laughs> Norman Powell popping off. W, bro. W. Lakers. I actually respect the Lakers for not really making a move because they just added Dinwiddie. I mean that's not really a move, is it? I think they could have done more. I think they should have they should have ran through look for a star. They should have traded for Murray, but sorry. With what? With what? They could have traded D'Lo, um, two picks. That would I think that would have got it. D'Lo with two picks. Yeah. Debater. I don't even know if that's and like um, Mass Christie probably easy. That that could have made that could have done it easy. <laughs> All right, I'm gonna I'm gonna give them a C for not pulling the trigger. Okay. Like no deal. Is better than a bad deal. That's true. I still think like Dejounte. No, sorry. 
D'Lo and two sec two first is too much for Dejounte. Too much. It's, I think it's too much. Okay. Yeah. That's fair enough. Yeah, he's just not as good as everyone thinks he is. Dejounte. Yeah. Oh, damn. Yeah. You That's what you give the Hawks F. I've never heard you say like, you didn't say F this whole episode, and then the Hawks came up. They didn't make any deals that you gave them an F. Like, what? I mean, Chicago was an F, too. Yeah, that's what they're like. They're, that's they're just right? so shit. Like, <laughs> the Bulls are so shit. And Portland. That's the last one. They could have made a move. They should have made like, moves. Like, Brogdon's still on the roster. Jeremy Grant's Grant, still on the roster. Yeah. Like, come on now. Simons and even Aiden. Like, no moves out of those four guys. They, uh, I don't know what they're doing. And the Magic. That was the last one. They didn't make any moves either, right? They didn't make moves either. But they're not terrible. Yeah, it's cool. Like, Fultz is coming back. Maybe see what he's worth. They're still so young. Like, you just have so many pieces to, like, still experiment with. Yeah. Like, they weren't expected to even make this jump this year. So, exactly. I don't blame them. Yeah, so. And that's the so, Solid but mid-trade deadline, if we're being honest. And this is the trade deadline for role players. Like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it definitely is. Like, I think a few years ago, it was just superstars moving left and right. This year, it was just Jay Crowder's moving Left and right. Yeah, I, I think the biggest name apart from Siakam is probably Terry Rozier. Okay. Or Buddy Heald. And so. our thing is lagging. Oh, no. I mean, no one, no one probably watches for this. Probably not So it's all good. So we can just probably... End it here? Yeah. Sure thing. <laughs> Any final thoughts? Yeah, final words. Usually I ask you my final words. Simone Fontecchio, I love you. I like that. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Thank you for listening to another episode of Carter Kings, and we'll see you in another two weeks. Peace.